This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Hey everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and this is the Ask Gary V Show, episode 288. And I have a tremendous guest, uh, a name that, you know, even people that aren't fans of NASCAR, I think will know, just because I think the general awareness of Kyle overall in culture is quite high. And so I'm excited to have him here, get a sense a little bit of his origin story. I like comic books. At, uh, in my life, so kind of comic book episode one is always kind of interesting. The first uh, uh, copy is the origin stories. Those things get me excited. We'll go into that. We'll go a little bit into the current state of NASCAR from his perspective and, and the drivers and the influencer world and the social media stuff and then we will take your calls. So if you are on Facebook right now, please start putting in your phone numbers. Andy is here. He will select them, give us a sense of the kind of question you want or where you're from. Uh, feel free to ask Kyle or I a, uh, a question of any interest, even if it's not thematically to what we are talking about right now. But now we get to introduce the guest. Kyle, thank you first of all so Absolutely. much for being on, man. Yes, sir, good to meet yeah. you. So uh, why don't you tell uh, the Vayner Nation, uh, there's a lot of people on here who know you, a lot of who don't, uh, a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. Well, I'm the driver of the number 18 M&M's Toyota Camry in the NASCAR Monster Energy Cup Series. Uh, <laughs> race every Sunday, pretty much. We don't have a whole lot of off weekends. We run 38 times out of the year. Um, now leading the point standings currently and have been for, I don't know, last few weeks. We've been pretty successful. We just won uh, last weekend, actually, in the Poconos. And uh, that was pretty cool. I've gone to the Poconos uh, twice, actually. My father-in-law was the marketing lead for Gillette. Okay. And when they did the Young Guns thing. I was a part of the Young I'm Guns. super aware. We actually yeah. shook hands before, believe okay. it or not. But you were a young, what? let me give you the year. I guess that's 2004 or five, maybe that range. So um, uh, maybe, I was, maybe later. I was a Young Gun. I was later. I was a later Young Gun. So I wasn't until 2009. Nine? Actually, I think that might still fall into the time. Actually, right. We got, yeah. actually, I, I, so nonetheless. So uh, I've been to the Poconos, which, uh, which is very kind of, uh, it's got a really nice niche to it compared to other tracks. Uh, it does, from what it's, I understand. Yeah, it's got its own understanding. It's kind of more of like the uh, Churchill Downs, like old school, like horse track racing type thing, yep. and that's kind of where they've kind of kept it. You Have know? you had huge success there? Uh, last two years, I won a race there. Last year, I won a race there. This year, and then were your first two wins up there. Abs- yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now you're feeling it. I think I'm feeling Hat it. I think I got year, it. That's maybe? right. So awesome. It's been cool. a while getting to that point. So number eighteen. Uh, Currently leading the standings. How do you like? Um, I'm, you know, I'm not a deep, knowledgeable NASCAR fan, but I'll put it on at times. I like to know everything that's going on in life, and I know there was a big <laughs> scoring change in the last couple of years. How do you? How do you personally? You know, I mean, just as a human, forget about even a, the, your official answer that probably has to support this. Sport, like just as a guy, yeah. do you like the Why new are you sporting? looking at the NASCAR guy? I'm just looking at them because I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out their reaction to me saying this uh. is off the record, super on the record. Um, uh, you know, how do you like it? Did you like the scoring style before? Or do you like this one better? So I, I like this one better um, because. So years ago, NASCAR history. Yeah, edu- educate Seth. For from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way to 2004, it was all about whoever accumulated the most points throughout the entire season was Wins. your champion. Right. Boom, done. More like the English Premier League of football in Europe, where like there was no playoffs. Right. Correct. There and were so no things, playoffs. So when somebody really broke out and had a big time year, the last the, two or three or four races were done. We're done. Yeah, the race, the champion would be crowned two races before the end of the year. Who's so. the earliest ever? Do you know whoever? Uh, I would say anybody p- in this room have a good set like that. That. Gordon win like with five races to go. Then Richard Petty like win with seven. Like does anybody have the? Record? I would guarantee you those exist. Yes. Yes. I don't know for sure. 
uh, 98. Yeah. How I many think. races left? Well, he won 13 Jesus. races in 1998, and he probably won the championship at least, or secured it with like four races left to go. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And and yeah. the way the tour goes are the same places in order. Did those last four like tracks always get hosed? It, or last two tracks tend to have the ability to get hosed, or they might have thought also on the flip side have the biggest race of the year if the way the season played out. Exactly. Understood. So it's kind of changed. So yes. the schedule the schedule always opens with Daytona yep. in the beginning of the year, and it always ends with Homestead in the end of the year. Right now, currently. Yes. But anywhere in between those points, the races have changed through yes. the course of me being in the sport now for the last fourteen years and driving. I see. I see. So the points used to be all Got the way it. throughout the year, right? Then they started doing points where you'd have like these playoff points where they would reset 10 guys. 10 guys would make the playoffs and those guys would start back at zero and the last 10 races were really what mattered for those guys and they would race for a championship in those 10. Well, if you had one or two bad races in those 10, you pretty much almost eliminated yourself. And the teammates, because I know you guys are in teams, the the teammates... It must have gotten very strategic in those last 10 where other teammates were like doing things to other racers. Sometimes right? to get eligible of for course. the championship. What about in the championship? Was, uh, I, I never saw those moments really. But, but in those last 10 races, everyone's racing. Everyone is still racing. But if I was your teammate, even if like like as just a human, if mm-hmm. I was really your teammate yeah. and you're the lead dog and you're going for it and I know like Dale Jr.'s like kind of in it with you kind of sort of, I'm You're going to de- run him harder, right? I mean, I you know, I, I don't want to like get politically incorrect, but I would like surely like him to not have a good race. So you just run him harder. I mean, I wouldn't say you're going to deliberately crash the guy, <laughs> right, but at I least think that's you'd race him harder, right? Yes. yes, I would race him harder. And my, if I was completely out of it, which I was because I'm not one of those 10 guys, let's say I was like 13th, just for my own kind like of competitive 13. nature. Uh, my sister was born at 13, so I do like 13. Uh, but five's my number my whole <laughs> life. Uh, I would definitely do that. Yeah, sure. That's just the human spirit. Even if coach or owner, or even if you were like, yo, bro, like that's not the fucking rules of the sport, I'd be like, cool. I'd be like, fuck that. I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Like, you know? That's it. Okay, so that's how it was. Now? Now it is kind of a mix of those together. So now you have the whole regular season, we can build up what's called like bonus points, playoff points. And so the more success you have, you win a race, you get five playoff points towards your postseason. Points. I see. So when you start the postseason, you've got these points built up of how your success was through the, the beginning ten, of the year. It's still ten with ten to go. It's still ten races with ten to go. But when we go to that first tenth or that tenth race to go, you might have like twenty nine points or. or so seven. right now I have thirty five, and there's going to be guys that are in the playoffs seven. that have zero. Zero. Right. So I already have a thirty five. That's point good. Jump, I like that. Right. So I like that. That's a nice solid mix. Right. So what they do then is you're still accumulating those bonus points yep. through the final 10, so you can keep adding to that total. Yep. The guys that are down there at zero could get five, could get I 10, get whatever. They could get on a hot streak yep. and get closer. Yep. And there's a reset every three. Okay. You guys had to throw this. I was cruising. You were good, right? I was so it, good, right? Kyle. I was you like, this makes so much fucking sense. I'm like, good job, NASCAR. Yeah. Here comes this horse shit of this. What is this? It's a reset, reset at every three, three but races. Three. But three is not, like, why don't you make the final? It doesn't even work so, so because what you there's do, 10 races. So you have 16 guys in, right? <laughs> yes. Are there eliminations? Elimination, yeah. Okay, I can't even remember if there's eliminations. So you're not, on a, you're not on a mic. I you're got on it. the mic. Go ahead. I got it. Go ahead. So it, Go goes, ahead, from six, it goes from 16 guys for yeah. the first three races, and then we're going to eliminate four. Oh my God! Okay. Right. Then you go the next three races. Oh, you eliminate cool. another four. <laughs> I do like it. Okay. And then you go the next three races. You eliminate another four. So there's a final four. There's a the final f- four with, the three with to go. one race. With one race. Right. Nine. Oh right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
and maybe a chance or maybe somebody's locked it up based on these bonus points and things of that nature. Or if you crash out in that race, somebody can like, so that final race gets really hot. Yes, the final race is all about the four guys that made it to the final race that are going to race for a championship. But they have accumulated points. Like, could you like the the last race is all zero? It's whoever Fuck beats who. You points matter. So points wait a minute. Don't matter. So wait a minute. You guys have gone completely to a, a American sport last NFL Super Bowl. All of them. Last game well, matters. Really, really NFL. Yeah. Right, because even the NBA, baseball, hockey, the other major they all sports have, have seven games. Games. Right. Right. NFL. You're, you're in the NFL business. Now. One and done. So wait, so what, you're, what I'm hearing, which sounds right, uh, which it sounds, ex- which I honestly, I'll be very honest, as a, casual, as a hardcore sports fan of football and basketball, big boxing, other things, this and that, all of a sudden, I think this is a good idea. I actually now, because of the education of this, have a far more likelihood of watching that last race. Yeah. Because it's, a, it's, like, it's like the reason you don't get into sitcoms, it's why binge watching is working with Netflix. Like it, back in the day when they didn't have that, if you missed the first eight episodes of Wonder Years, you're like, ah, do I really want to get into right, it? You're, you're maybe I'll catch reruns in the summer, right. Yeah. Now, now you can be behind the eight ball for the entire season and then go to the last race and go, okay, these four guys, got it. Whoever's gonna beat whoever, got it, okay, done. But God, one more time, this is where this one thing freaks me out though, <laughs> which I think is fascinating actually. That final race isn't just the four of you racing against each other. Correct. That's some fucking crazy shit. Okay. <laughs> I'll say it again. Forget about even teams. You and I grew up in the same town. Go-karts and all that shit that you guys do like yeah. on the way up. Yep. You're just my homie. We can I be just, homies or we, we can be haters. No, I mean, fair enough. But let's just say, let's yeah, for this story we're, we're that friends. I'm about to say, we Got are it. real friends. Like Got our it. wives are fucking best friends. Yeah. Like you're, the, our firstborns have each other's first name as the middle name. We are homies. Okay, got it. I'm in this race. I'm out of it this year. I clearly know which three guys you're racing against. It's inconceivable to me that I'm not in that race thinking about what nuances without crashing, obviously, but what other thing could I do to impact you winning this championship? And I'm not saying this is, by the way, for everybody listening, this is not a bad thing. I love things that are complex. That is really complex. That is very complex, yeah. So last year I got into a little mix-up with a guy in Las Vegas, the third race of the year, right? (laughs) And it comes all the way down to Homestead. I'm in the final four. I have a chance for the championship. There's the guy leading the race. There's this guy that I had an argument with. And then I'm running third. It took me 12 laps to pass the guy to get into second place to go run the guy down that was leading the race, that was leading the championship, that I'm racing for the championship. You must win this race to win the championship. And? And I couldn't get there in time because I wasted so much time passing the other numbskull. I love it. <laughs> I hear you. No, listen, I'll tell you why I love it. I love it because I'm thinking if I grew up in a different family in a different circumstance and grew up with this sport the way I did with a different sport, or to be very frank, I think, listen, this is my whole thesis on NASCAR, baseball, and everything else. And you, you how old are you? 33. Great, so you're, you grew up in a, as a child in a golden era of NASCAR. Absolutely. On the, on the psh, yep, yep. you know, I was such a hardcore, I'm 42, I was such an early user of ESPN, I'm talking like 1984, when it was like, like you know, bull riding and like not with the ESPN that we grew up with. Yeah. I, I by accident, consumed a lot of NASCAR because they did a lot of NASCAR, they right? Did. absolutely. Which was the reason it grew, right? Like I knew who Bill Elliott was. Right, like, like, well, like, he was the sports most popular driver, so you yeah. should. Sixteen years in a row. Yeah, so like, but, but you have to understand. I grew up in Jersey, where like NASCAR. Listen, I'm in the '80s and '90s. Like when you said NASCAR, people were like, "What?" Yeah. So like, you know, so nonetheless, I think that 
what I just heard is exciting because it's the you know clearly you articulated super well, and I think that storytelling. The reason people watch the WWE is the stories. They want to know what happens next, right? Of course, it's 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 a male soap opera. <laughs> the reason sports is There's so the amazing. Too. Fair. That's the, the 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 reason sports are so amazing is it's real life drama. Yes. In the moment, I, live. It's live I, action, right? I, and I, you being such a great all-time driver, you fall into the class for sure that people either really love you or they hate you right. because they love somebody else that you is challenge you as a top five racer. So for me, I'm just sitting now thinking, if I hate you and do, or, or and or I want one of the other three guys to win that race, I'm enjoying the living shit out of those 12 laps watching that drama because exactly. that's real. And because I'm a hardcore fan, I know exactly why it's happening. Me, Johnny Come Lately, who's gonna watch now this year, clearly, I'm not gonna enjoy it as much because I don't know the drama. Now the announcers may do a good job and fill me back in yeah. and the beauty of 2018, I may go to you know YouTube and try to see the clip real quick. Exactly. And be like, oh shit, they really hate each other, this is awesome. So that's cool. I like that. Oh, there you have so, it. Well, so it's it action happened. packed. It's all the time, man. <laughs> Get out of here. You got to every stuff. single week. No, I, listen. I'm too busy. Well, actually, you know what? The Sunday thing works. I'm not talking to you. Well, I know you're talking to the masses. Yeah. Listen, you're winning me over, and if you win me over, I think I can bring more than one person. Andy, you want to get really into NASCAR with me? Let's go. See, he is. He's like the like just looking at him, like he's totally he, NASCAR. What? He's a white dude, or exactly. <laughs> yes. You grew up in Virginia. He's right? like the whitest white guy you, in the room, almost. You, you grew up in Virginia, which exactly right, so my point. That's just a hair too north, right? Just a hair too north. Where's I, the Mason Dixon line? Is it like the North Carolina Virginia line? Is that the line? Where's Mason Dixon? Yeah, it's North Carolina Virginia. All right, well you're but right. I, your... I personally take the start of the North at Northern Virginia. It's Understood. just so different. Who'd you love growing up? Jeff Gordon was my guy. Period. Well, I liked the sport as a whole. Of like course. I liked all Why? the drivers. Your your parents were into it. My you're dad was into it. He was a, he was a big he was a big he was a really really good race car driver in Las Vegas where I grew up. That's where oh, I was I born and raised. Oh, I knew that right. Um. He won races, he won championships. He was a really, really good amateur race car driver. He never made it professionally. He never Understood. got a break, never got found. There wasn't yep. this whole social media it. presence, right. right? So I always just kind of followed in. My brother followed in his footsteps first and then I kind of followed in after that as well. And the whole family's been into racing. So when we were always watching races on Sunday, sitting down, whatever, I was a fan of the sport. I just enjoyed it. But when I were really Were you a fan started, of any other sport? Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of all sports. But like, what's your second favorite sport? Football. And, who do and then you, baseball. And who do you like? The Denver Broncos. And that's, are you going to do any, so you're in a real interesting pickle. Okay, why? If you're a Las Vegas born Denver Broncos fan and the Raiders are moving to Vegas, yeah. you've got a weird fucking situation. You're not the first guy to tell me this. And so what's going through your mind? <laughs> I'm a Broncos guy. Respect. I'm going to the, so I'm going minute, I'm to the hometown to you know, see some I really, Broncos games. I really games. loved you up into this point. You're a really nice guy. I've got a little bit mad now, but I'm hoping you're a hair young, but I don't think you are. You easily remember the 98 AFC Championship game against the Jets when you were losing 10 nothing because you were like, what? That was 98. What are we in now? That would have been you're, you're 13. 13, yeah. Do you remember that game? I, I can don't see remember you don't, that I can game. see you don't fully remember it. I don't remember that game, Good. no. All right, let's move on. Okay. Um, uh, so, so, you, so you grew up, you're into it, and do you feel because your dad was a really, really good driver and your brother was really in the sport as well, was he solidly good too? He's, yeah, he races on the Cup Tour with me. Well, fuck, so he's very good. Like. I always am fascinated by the youngest of that lineage. I always, like, I think there's a high 
percentage of people at the professional sports level that have had the luxury of dad, older brother, just because of the DNA, yeah. the evolution, and just the competitive nature of when you're lucky enough, and this, you know, obviously with racing, you're gonna understand it better than I do, the one-on-one nature, but like, it's fascinating when you have an older brother, or sister for that matter, in all sports, um, actually sister brother sometimes, Reggie Miller had the luxury of his sister being the greatest female basketball player. There, You just get better. You just get you get better because exactly. you're advanced. Do well, you feel like you were affected by that? I do because, well, so my dad raced, my brother raced, they raced together. So then I was always kind of the one in the grandstands, not old enough to be in the pit. So I'm video recording the whole race and going over and, and filming it. So then we take it home and we watch it and we dissect it, we go through it. So I'm listening and learning and watching and taking all of that in at a younger age. At, at, 100%. You know? And then when it's my turn to do it, I've already got that knowledge ahead of time. I'm ahead of the game. 100%. Yeah. So every, people would argue, say that I'm better how, than Kurt. So how, how, how is, how is, how much is the physical, like, in, you know, it's so clearly a big time mental sport. Mm-hmm. How much is physical? I it's, don't know. I'm actually just genuinely, that's a, it's, it's still open physical a, for sure. I mean, like, the how whole, so? because, like, unless you're under a caution, but like the whole time you're driving, you're tensed. It's fuck, right? Like, you're like holding on to the wheel, you're like making small movements, sometimes quick movements. You're is it hot to, as shit in there? It's absolutely hot. Yeah, it's getting hotter. Like, too. how much do you, lo- how much weight do you lose after a race? Uh, I've seen guys from seven to 11 pounds lose weight. That's awesome. Water weight during that's, the race. That's a good thing. Next time I don't eat as well as I like for a month, I might just yeah. go get Just go, go for a run and don't stop until you lose seven. I raced earlier this season, 160 Well, he says 160 because the thermometer shut off at 159.9. That's, that's nuts, man. Yeah, it was hot. It was hot. Like, do people get, like, is there like a worry about it getting too hot and people fainting and shit? It happens. Yeah, sure. Yeah, guys got to get out. Yeah, of course. Nobody got out in that race, but yeah. Like lower divisions, lower. I think we're all accustomed to it. We've all been around what it long enough. about the pit? Enough. Those dudes are so, fucking amazing. The pit crew guys, it's certainly yeah, come I mean, a long like, ways. Right? It used to be just guys that worked on your car. Now <laughs> right. they don't even work on the car. They are strictly athletes. They are only solely there for pitting the like car. Like a specific, and a specific thing. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. Like, tire are changers. people like, I'm the left tire motherfucker? Or well, is it all four tires? It's front versus okay. rear. But I'm a rear tire dude. Like, yeah. I may be like at an airport, stuck and delayed, see some dude and be like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, I'm a rear tire changer, changer for this car exactly. number 18. That's right. That's cool. Yeah. I we like fly that. private, but yeah. Respect. Because you guys, are, you're on a big team. Not everybody in the league Not flies everybody. private. That's, right. That's what happens when you win. Yeah. Uh, so, how, you know, and actually, you want, you want to get into a question? Yeah. This is so fun though, hold on, before, because um, it, actually I need to do more of these kind of videos where I'm like dangerously knowledgeable, but not really. It's kind of like more fun for did me. You Google, yeah. Did you Google me or did you just no, go like NASCAR.com? No, no, I flat, I didn't do anything. I flat out know who you are. And okay. like, I, but you're right, like, like as soon as you said your brother's name, like right, I've heard, like that clicked. Okay. But like I, what was super interesting for me is my whole life I've wanted to buy the New York Jets. And deep down. How close are you? It's interesting. I'm. I'm not that close, and then I. But I'm doing things that make me feel close. So this whole company is being yeah. built to buy like Sprite and then flip it or Puma. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm like I'm pouring all my money back into this machine. So it doesn't look in my bank account like I'm that close. Right. Yeah. But I'm. But I've got equity. But I've got the equity that can convert very quickly in a twenty-year sure. window. That's good. Um. I always thought that one of the weird ways I was gonna buy the Jets was to do something in an emerging sport 
ride the wave of the equity growth and flip it. Mm-hmm. So like the inside joke with my family that a lot of them know was I always joked that I would buy the Milwaukee Bucks. And I was super right. Like NBA teams have exploded in value in the last decade and that would have been the right bet. Uh, soccer, MLS, uh, when Steve Ross, who owns the Dolphins, bought a piece of VaynerMedia yep. and he owns this whole $20 billion Hudson Yards thing, in the negotiation, I negotiated with him with the rights to be his partner to own the Miami MLS team. Okay. It was done, it was awesome, and then Beckham retired, and in his clause when he came from Europe was he could get a team given to him in any market, and he picked Miami. So that fucked me up. And then Do you hate him for that? An enormous amount, actually. Okay, yeah, I would um, too, probably. And, uh, and, and then finally, I always thought about NASCAR, and what was interesting to me was the way- You wanna te- buy a team? Well, it's I got one. But your team is probably super expensive. My truck series team. You can buy that. Oh, your truck series team. I know you're trying to... I understand that. That's different. Um, <laughs> what What I'm interested in with NASCAR actually is that I always felt that marketing was my arbitrage yeah. and I thought I could buy a, a junior team or start one and disproportionately bring in revenue from brands worth... Get a lot more money in than I deserved based on the drivers I had at first. Sure. So I've always had... You know, I also... When the dollar stores first came to America, yep. this was in the early 90s, they actually had real stuff, not the stuff they now make for the dollar store. And one of the best flips I ever had was I bought a ton of NASCAR figures. Okay. The reason I really know Bill Elliott, like really, is because I would buy Bill Elliott figures at the dollar store. Well, those were probably the easiest ones to get because they were what all over them? White. White? Yeah. Huh? That's how I remember it, but I could be wrong. I McDonald's? thought it was white and blue. This. Is it possible that he was not sponsored by McDonald's his whole career? Like before, yeah, but I don't know that they 1989? had 1989? That would have been Coors. Yeah, pull, pull up Bill Elliott uh, action figure. Watch this, this is gonna be <laughs> fucking fun. This is getting like, I got quiet because I'm like now like focused. Let's see if I can find it. Um, anyway, Here, I'll continue to tell the story. During, during those uh, action figure days, yeah, these are all the new ones. Red, right, not this shit. I'm going, yeah, this is all new shit. This is like, let me go 19. Look up retro. Yeah, I'm gonna go 1988. They didn't have those back then. Brother, I'm telling you right now, I don't, I'm, I'm, they look like uh, Bush League starting lineups. You're gonna shit when I show you, when I find one. NASCAR figures, 80s, let's do that. NASCAR figures, 1990s. We're stalling. We're, I don't care, because it's super worth it. Um, while he, I'm stalling, um, I'm so fucking obsessed now to find this shit. That one? Nope, that's a bobblehead, bro. It's not an action figure. Um, it's not a bobblehead. NASCAR. They didn't have bobbleheads back then either. Yes, dude, bobbleheads are from the 60s. They read fucking Jewish. Not NASCAR ones. You millennials. All right, so. I'm not a millennial. Of, dude, you are, you're squ- not Yes, you are, you're, no. you're an older millennial. I'm not lazy and don't work. Don't brand them that way. I'm a big fan of millennials. I think people shit on them, but a lot of them work. I just work. did, I guess. I know, you did. Um, okay, let me see. No, dude. Uh, I'll find them. Um, we'll, we'll edit it into here when we find it. I don't want to stall. Back to your point, I appreciate you enjoying speed as well. What is, talk to me about how you think about, so you are one of the, Dominant racers in the sport, so you have endorsement deals and other business ventures outside uh, the track. How are you seeing the social media thing? You know, when I think about you and I think about A-list actors and other people that are at the top of their sports, they tend to look down on social because they're making bigger economics, making a commercial, doing appearance fees. But 
recognizing that is potentially your filter, how do you see it overall? Because I see it as the way we build up the long tail of a bunch of the kids that are emerging that maybe aren't on the biggest teams, they may be funny or good looking, it might yeah. not be just what they do on the track. What is, you know, you know, I know enough about you as well from an entrepreneurial kind of like, you're not a schlemiel, back to the comment you made about the millennials thing, I have a feeling your post-racing career could be as grand as your racing career. One of the reasons I was excited to have you here, yeah. so I know a little more than I lead on to. <laughs> How do you think about the social media thing, the digital age, all of this stuff, while you're answering other You went into such a huge circle that there's so many different ways I can answer that. I'm fast but too. I like, might not do it on track, but. So, in the beginning, let's yes. start with, yes, I fortunately have made it in a perfect enough time that I still have a decent sized contract where I can make pretty good money. But there's still also the PSAs and the other things that are on the side that you still have the social presence. Everybody is all about social right now and they're all talking about how to continue to not only market ourselves and how we can add value to our sponsors, but then how our sponsors will utilize that social and that social presence, Correct. the amount of followers and everything that we have to continue to have a uh, elevate their brand and everything that and they've so got going. And so how do you going. think about that? I, for me, it's a great yes. mix. And with my partners, it, I couldn't think of a better mix that, that I could have with Mars, which is M&M, Skittles, yep. Snickers, and those folks, because we're actually doing a throwback scheme for the Darlington race, which now is like all about, obviously, throwbacks. But it depends on the era in which different drivers choose to do their throwbacks from. And mine is Skittles. It's a Skittles race this year. So we're doing an Ernie Irvin 1998 throwback scheme. Well, Skittles did a whole video presentation. We filmed it and produced it at Joe Gibbs Racing and helped our sponsor launch it through that, through digital presence. No commercial, no going to ESPN, no here, where, wherever. Sorry to cut you off. Racing champions. Well, that's Richard Petty. I know that. I have to find the Bill Elliott one. Okay. But that's what they look like. I follow now. Got yeah. it? Okay, I'm so, with you. Anyway, they did for, exist. You know they were a, small. You know what's yeah. amazing? This is even better for me that I found this one. Because it has, the one I found on the internet has the Kmart sticker on it, 448. I used to go to the dollar store at the Phillipsburg Mall, buy them for a dollar, then walk across the mall and return them to Kmart for 448 without a receipt. <laughs> no receipt, and they gave me cash. I did this to the tune of about making four to $8,000 until finally, like a year and a half into this racket, they were like, hey, we now have a new policy. You need to have a receipt. Yeah. Which so was you devastating. The whole, you started the whole receipt game. Yeah, I think yeah. I did. And then, well, at least in Phillipsburg Mall, Kmart. Uh, and then what I did was I bought one for 448 <laughs> and kind of manipulated that receipt to be able to use it to continue it. So I was unfazed by the receipt <laughs> scandal of 1991. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that, never mind. So it's probably illegal, but when you're 14, like, you don't know. Yeah, and it's not illegal when you're 14. But right, and the statute, I'm good now, right? Like, I should be, okay, that's okay, that's on the record. All right, um, talk to me about the thing you're most excited about in the sport, and then we're gonna go to our first question. I think what's really, really cool about today in our sport is it's starting to mimic a lot of what was going on in the 70s where you had these really big, powerful three, four, five guys in the sport that would win all the races, but then there was some more of the other drivers, the they're not less drivers, they're not the less tier. funded, but the next, next tier. tier, right? And when would they be able to come in and either A, steal wins, or B, beat these top three, it's the top three, the big three right now in our sport, but when would they be able to big beat those teams, guys? Or so, big three as racers drivers. like you, Jimmy? So myself, Kevin Harvick, and Martin Truex Jr. have won 16 of the last 21 races. Holy fuck, Is it one more time? 
16 of the last the 21. The other two dudes? Because I would have, you notice how I said Jimmy because I still thought, you know, because I'm not paying yeah. as close attention. You. Kevin Harvick. Who's a big deal, who I'm aware of. The third guy I haven't heard of yet. Martin Truex Jr. Martin what? Martin Truex Jr. His he, last name's Truex? He's a Jersey guy. His last name's Truex? Yes. And he's a Jersey guy? He's from Jersey. He's my favorite racer. I would imagine so, <laughs> yeah. I'll introduce you. Please, DM okay. me. Um, his last name's Truex? Yes. That's fucking amazing. Like, you could do so much marketing with that. Okay. And he's, you hate him, right? No, oh, I You like him as a guy, but you want to bash his fucking face. On the racetrack? Yes. Okay, I'll admit that. Thank you. I pr- of course. He's actually kind of my teammate, but. Oh, that right. That whole weird dynamic, which yeah. I like. But the other guy, but the other guy's not your teammate. No, uh-uh. He, is he black and yellow, the other guy? He's, uh, what is he? I'm trying to think about. He's, yeah, he's Bush, Bush Beer. Got it. He's my last name. White and red. Right, red, okay. Or white and black. Got it. Jimmy Johns, white and black. What's going on with Jimmy? He just, he had a great career. So is he Jimmy's like starting to tail a, a little bit? Career. He's, he's having a bad year. Unfortunately, the Hendrick guys have kind of tailed off a little bit. So, is that right? Yeah, the Hendrick group, yep. the whole group. They, is not having a good They run. haven't won in over 365 days. Shit, that's a- That's like the first time ever. They're freaking out over there. Oh, yeah. Are they blaming like the, what are they, who are they blaming? They're not blaming anybody They're but blaming themselves. somebody. They're working hard, man. They're trying to turn it, it around. Right, blaming themselves is the way, that's winter talk. But they're blaming somebody like the fucking car manufacturer or something, something. Chris. Why are you calling Chris. me? California. <laughs> Chris who? From California? Hello, this is Chris. Chris, you're on with Gary and Kyle. How are you guys? Hey, Kyle, what's up? you are the man. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate that. What about me, bro? No, you're, you're just you. You're the mentor, the guru. Well, I won't use guru. There we go. But Kyle, <laughs> I've uh, corrupted my 13-year-old into uh, watching you back in the Monster Energy days and also when you were running the 54 on the truck. Oh, there Love you go. It. Nice. Love it. Real fans. What's your question, my friend? Um, I am a very big car enthusiast, let alone, a, I guess we call it NASCAR super fan. Okay. But more importantly, I am starting a podcast with Rodney Allen Rippey from Jack in the Box fame, and he is a huge car fan. Okay. We have gone out and done the social media test marketing, we'll call it, with the nostalgia that you're so big in. Yep. And it's gone very, very well. When Makes it's sense. his face, his name, anything to do with the past and the history, um, we do very well. And if it's a new current face we put him with in just about anything. Um, but, we, you know, we got one great shot of launching this. We're going to do it in SEMA. 2018 this year. You're already over. Let me me give you some a very good piece of advice. Do not do not put that fake pressure on yourself that you have one chance to launch this thing. It's the biggest mistake that people make with media properties and businesses. They think there's this, especially if you haven't done it before, or it just it's it's natural human nature, right? You want to come out the gate. It's probably no different than starting Daytona off on the right foot, like everything. Like when I you want to win right away. You ain't gonna win right away. You got to build into it. I it it, I really don't want. Here's why I'm most worried about it, my friend. I don't want you to do behaviors that so overvalue the short term in something where you're playing for life. You're trying to build something that you hope pays for your livelihood around some. Up around a passion you have, I assume, right? The idea is you'd love for this to be, whether it's a podcast or a media property, this is what you do for the rest of your life, making the kind of money that lets you live the lifestyle you want. Is that correct? It's, it's one of a few components. I, I am definitely on your um, you know, willing to eat shit as long as it takes mode. Good, so then, um, so then I would say everything sounds great. Don't over worry about the launch because it may be episode 96 
that really turns the tide. Does that make sense? Okay. And Absolutely. I, yeah, the luxury you have is that you don't work for a television network. Like ESPN didn't buy the rights to you and then the ratings were bad after three and they cancel it. You have full control of content and distribution. You don't have to worry about popping because you're not at the mercy of Nielsen ratings and advertisers and all the other dynamics that traditional media had to worry about. If you had a radio show you know, 20 years ago around this subject matter, if your first six weeks didn't go well, you're finished. I mean, here in New York, Mike Francesa was the legendary sports guy. He left, retired, they put in a show, it lasted like three, three five weeks and Francesa was back because the ratings weren't there. You don't have that, so don't, I think before you even ask the question to make the launch pop, make sure that you realize you don't need the launch to pop. You, it'd be nice for it to be great, but don't over worry about that. Perfect. No, I really appreciate that because you know it's it's to the point where I've got some good guests lined up and things, and we're we're going out at a really good time. It's just a matter of I didn't want to leave those four other things on the table, partly because I didn't know what these next four things should be. So that's helped out very well. Good. Yeah. Let it come to you. I think you know, Kyle. Just to, just for fun here, just because I love sports and like strategy and uh, the story. I promise you, in 19 years when I run into you on something, I'm gonna recall this because I don't forget <laughs> things that hit me. The fact that you recorded those races, it was over before it started. You were so mentally like knowledgeable. Yeah. It's why, it's, you know, I, it's how I think about everything. That, that must have been, that's such a remarkable advantage that you had. I would presume that that's why I could be as good as I am today, but I, I would that. say that it's also due to a lot of hard work over the course uh, no of question, the years, no, right? No question. But there was a basis, there was a start, so just yeah. Just knowing how the chess moves played out. Yeah. And so, so uh, let me ask you a question. Based on that, and this is gonna help Chris here a little bit, do you feel, I'm very curious about how you handle a bad start to a race. Mm -hmm. And just like, to me, the, the psychology of everything is so interesting. I just know for fact, without knowing any of the racers, that there's a certain percentage of guys who if it doesn't start right, are just in a bad place. Yeah, I would agree, absolutely. I've had those moments. Uh, I would admit that when it, something bad starts and it doesn't quite go right, that it's like, ah, oh, it's over before it started or whatever, you start cussing on the radio and throwing <laughs> everything all, all over the place. Yelling at somebody on a team, throw, like, right. Right, throwing people under the bus, whatever it might be. <laughs> but um, you know, sometimes you can work your way back out of those. What is the greatest work your way out of race of your career? Oh man. Like, um, just really go there with me right now because I think it's interesting. Do you remember a race or maybe, like just, yeah, like the first 10 laps or fucking, I don't know, like all four tires fell off the car in the first lap and then you won it? Like, do you, if you like really thought, I'm yeah. buying you some time here to think, really thought about like, what's the race that I won in my career on the, on the big stage that, that on the, in the series, not earlier than that, that I did not think I was, like the one that I most, that I won, that I most did not think I was gonna win. There's plenty of those out there, but um, <laughs> but that pro that has a. I would say that there was a race at Watkins Glen uh, years ago, where uh, the first few pace laps, like you're scrubbing your tires back and forth, you're speeding up, slowing down, trying to warm your brakes up and stuff. Okay. And you feel that the lead in, within the frame rails of the car to make the car make weight to go over scales is loose. Like nobody put the spacers in there that hold the lead tight against the bolts. So it's sliding forward when you're on the brakes and it's going backwards when you're on the gas. So it keeps moving and it's a big slam. Like this is 80 pounds sliding around in the frame rail of the car. I have no idea what he's saying, so, but it sounds so fucking smart. Keep going. <laughs> so we had to come down pit road before the race started and actually take the frame, the bolt out of the frame rail, put the spacers in there to, to space it back where it needed to be, put the bolt back in and I had to start in the back and I came back through and I don't recall if I won that one, but I know that what I finished. What the fuck? That was 
the whole point of I know, that. well. Dude, what happened? What, you, you, I know I finished top five, but I don't remember if I finished second. Tell me the truth. When remember. you first started telling the story, you thought you won, and as you were telling it, you're like, fuck, wait a minute, maybe no, I didn't I win? Thought, and these internet dudes are like, and they're like, fuck you, dude, you came in third, 13 seconds off the pace. Which one? Well, yeah. Hold I mean, on, hold on. What? He broke his foot and won the race? And won the race. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay. No, it's different than that. Yeah. Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. Tell me what it is. Get in here. Chris, get in here. What was it? It was Daytona. Had a bad crash. Was out a good portion of the season. And the first race he came back? Probably some of the most determinated person there is in racing. Came back and uh, pointed his way into the championship and won it. I also won races, by the way, to get my way back in. I get that. But yeah. Yeah. Well. So what you think Kyle's really awesome, right? Like, does your, son, your, it, does your son like obsess over Kyle? Yeah, more so in trucks and bush because they're shorter races and he doesn't have the attention, attention span. span. But that's why he started back when Kyle was still running the fifty-four. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the truck truck and days. I understand. Truck I understand. The other thing is Kyle's got ninety-two wins. In in the secondary series of, of what I'll call the Bush series, okay, and we went so often that we watched Kyle win every weekend when we were there live. <laughs> Let's actually talk about this. So you're telling me your son is a front runner and jumps on bandwagons? No, he started in diapers at two years old watching Kyle. I love it. That so that means you made him watch Kyle because I don't know any two year old that's like, oh, there's Kyle. I'm gonna be a fan. He, you know, he loved Hot Wheels. And Fair the Hot enough. Wheels were live, and they were racing Listen, around the track. This is a good battle, Chris. I respect where you come from. Listen, M and M's that had something to do with it, probably. Chris, let me give you a piece of advice. It sounds like you're also doing some content with new faces. When you do that, run Instagram and Facebook ads to the tune of a hundred to a thousand dollars a piece around people that are fans of those things. Okay. So like for example, I'll take this Ask Gary V show and we will run this episode on Facebook and Instagram against fans we're of- doing it with the live right now. We're, we're doing it with the live right now. We're running ads against this live right now against what? NASCAR. Kyle. So, so it's really, a, what's amazing about the new world is Kyle's getting new exposure to my world and all the entrepreneurs that are watching. Um, and, and honestly, I think what's most interesting to me is I, entrepreneurs tend to be very creative and get caught into storytelling. I, I, I'm just fascinated how many people are gonna actually now watch or become fans off of this. That's how it all works. And vice versa, you'll be able to do that with the people that you put the new faces on with him. So make sure you do that as well, okay? Absolutely, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not a bandwagon guy. I know, my, I know you're dad, not, no. I was making a joke, my, brother. My dad was a, <laughs> yeah, my dad was a senior fan, my mom was a DW fan, so for the NASCAR people, they'll know that. Yep, nice. Uh, yeah. I was an Alan Quickie fan, and unfortunately, he passed away as a champion in a, in a crash at Bristol, and I followed this guy called Jeff Gordon, so I've been around there forever. I've heard there, I respect that, buddy, I'm, I'm joking around. Nice. Take care. Right on, man, thanks. Good guy. Let's get another one like that, Andy, that was Probably the best call you've ever picked. You've been you've been cold. You're kind of like you're like that. Jimmy and the Hendrix team. You're cold right now, and so you need to like pick it up. So wait, wait this guy's last name is Truex. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. And what do you you don't know what part of Jersey he's from? Do you? Can somebody uh, Google that Al, uh, Alpharetta. Is that is right? That right? Yeah. Mayetta. 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 Yeah. Mayetta, New Jersey. Like, Alpharetta, Alpharetta that's like, Georgia. Yeah, the Alpharetta. That it is Georgia. I was like, why do I know that? My friend Moose lives in Alpharetta, Georgia. By the way. Atlanta traffic sucks shit. So does Charlotte, man. I-77 is terrible. You hate it? Oh, gosh, yeah. The Broncos Raiders thing, huh? I'm telling you that's going to become a big deal. 
I, hey, I don't know, man. Do you love Bryce Harper? Because he's from yeah, Vegas? Yeah, he's from Vegas. He's yeah. cool. Yeah. You like that? Yeah. He's a good dude. He's a really good dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm fascinated by that guy. I think he's, I think the baseball system has suppressed how much of a superstar he is as a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated he's by He's like it. one of the only baseball players that I even know of today. Did you catch that whole controversy where the, like the commissioner of baseball kind of threw Mike Trout, one of the best, if not the best player, kind of under the bus during the All-Star weekend saying it's up to him to build his personal brand too? I miss that. It's very interesting because I do think baseball and NASCAR actually very ironically are in very similar spots in different ways where there's so much gold and it just needs to be mined a little different, a little more mm-hmm. contextual, a little more storytelling. Like, like to me, you and this dude that blocked you for 12 fucking laps, yeah. you guys need to go into a steel cage arm wrestling live on Facebook. We kinda did. Uh, in week three. You in fought, three, did you yeah. throw your helmet at his face? I didn't throw no helmet, I threw a, something Punch? else. Yeah. Have you guys, where are you guys now? Because he, I once punched my brother AJ on a basketball court and I've never really said it because I don't wanna admit it actually happened but it actually, you were there, Andy, for that one? I, I've heard the story. You, you were there for that one, or I think this was no, before no. when you guys played. <laughs> Here's the bottom line. I understand the difference between the heat of the battle and real life. Like, I die for my brother, AJ, and yeah. I've done like remarkable things that I feel very proud of for my brother, yeah. uh, but I really you know, kind of weirdly punched him for a boxing out situation that I thought was inappropriate. So are you cool with this guy or is it still lingering and there's a real heated controversy still uh, brewing? He tried to like put a kibosh to it because he oh, I respect that. didn't really want any more lingering of after he boxed me out. Which he should have because that's just, that's just right. Let me ask you a question because I want to learn. I want to learn the sport through your experiences. Okay. Let's say you guys didn't have that little beef in week three. Yeah. Would it have been like the unwritten rule for him to let you have that chance to try to win it if you guys were teammates so or he, he first if he and wasn't foremost, a teammate, yes. So he first and foremost should go out there and try to win the race. If he's gonna Respect. go out there and try to win the race and he's gonna be catching that guy that's in front of him, more power to him to stay in front of me. Respect. When he's falling back and that guy out front is getting farther away and I'm up his ass trying to pass him and, and he's, he's, he's air blocking me, yes. that's like, that's bad. And that was that bad? Not bad, I mean he I can do whatever he wants, but As he should. pisses me off, I'm right? I'm telling you, I really, this is this final race thing, let's let's make it a real VaynerMedia thing. Let's just, let, like let's get really into the final race of the year. When is it? Homestead, uh, November 18th-ish. On a Sunday? Oh yeah. That's a problem. See? Well the Jets are playing. Now, what time? It'll I don't know if you know this, Kyle. I don't know if you know this. Let me off your reaction. I just want you to understand. I got married in November and went on my honeymoon in February in case the Jets made the playoffs. Both of my children. Why would you ever need to do that? Stop it. Both (laughs) of my both. Don't make me become a fan of the number two guy who blocked you for twelve rounds. Um, I I also have two children born in summer months and literally not like by accident. Like my life revolves around. Did you have IVF babies or no? No, but we like strategized. You you practiced during that time of year. We like focused on that time of year yeah. more than practice. It was like, try to achieve non-baby life during football season because I would pick the Jets over my children's birthday parties. Okay. That's firm. So your fucking homestead is the easy one for me. Now, what time is homestead? Probably three o'clock. Check November 18th jet schedule right now. Cause they, well, you know what? Is that their bye we, week? I might go to Just look up what week it is for sure. It's got a, it's around, I don't know if that's the day. Is that the day? Give me the Sunday. This is very important. The Jets are on bye. Are the Jets on a bye? November 18th, three o'clock start. The Jets are on a bye. This is a fucking sign. I'm gonna go crazy at Homestead. Where is it? 
Exactly. No, where is it? Exactly. In Miami? It is not in Miami. It, it's in Homestead, Florida? It's Miami, Homestead, Florida. Yeah, it's like an hour from Miami. What's this we all went? What's this we all went? They all together didn't know, invite many, you to many, go to the race. And this was last year when you got blocked? Yeah. And when, he, when he was getting blocked, did you understand what the fuck was going on, Hannah? Uh, yeah. And were you like, this is super no, controversial? I know she didn't. I know she didn't. Uh, all right, so clearly breaking news, there's a significant chance I'm gonna be in Homestead. My wife's watching this right now, I mean like this fucking guy, the only bye week when our family actually can have a normal can get weekend. Together, yeah. he all, now he has to go to fucking Homestead. Anyway, all right, let's get one more question and this is too fun. Are you good at social media or do you let a team take care of it? Like, do you personally go in there? Will you I do, do anything? I do a little bit. Um, like, what do you like to do? Twitter or Instagram? What do I, you like to do? I don't even do? know how to post on Instagram. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have a guy, he's behind you. I get it, but like. I go on Twitter. You know what that was to me? That's like me saying to you, like, I don't know how to drive a car at all. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally what you just said, just so you know. Um, you live in New York. Do you know how to drive a car? Of course. I grew up in Jersey. I really know how to drive a car. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One that has uh, scratches and dents. I'm and... ridiculous. Actually, you know what? It's what do you New drive? I drive a Land Rover. Okay. Like, not a car that, like, like I've never driven, like, uh, I'm trying to think if, if I've had anything sporty. I had a, you know, Lincoln once made a sports car for, like, four minutes. It was the craziest thing out of nowhere from like the big fucking huge town car mm-hmm. in like the late 90s, which was fast, I loved it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I didn't grow up like car oriented or, or racing. What, I, what I'm crazy though about, the way I drive is actually completely wild. Can somebody find Nate or Phil Toronto? Actually, find Nate or Phil Toronto right now, Alex. See if Nate or Phil are out there. This is actually very important because I think I'm gonna impress What if people are not gonna answer your call because they don't know what phone number's calling? Then we say fuck you and they fucking missed it. They're gonna be so, imagine how pissed they are Yeah, they're looking at their phone, they're like, ah, leave a message, I don't know who this is. See ya, are they coming through? I want one of those two, I really hope they're there because I think I think that you're an all-time great racer and I still think at the end of a Jets game to get back to my apartment, I think I can beat you. Because I am completely and utterly out of control. Beat me like after a race? No, I mean Okay, after a Jets game, beat you back to your apartment. Correct, because it's not racing. It's understanding traffic and being willing to break every law. Well, yeah, you have have every advantage over me. Well, I'm trying to win this, they're not here? Anyway, I like hey, I could, like drive on curbs. I like go like I just like I'm really into time. Yeah, see TV. I was gonna say we can make a TV show about that or a pod or not a podcast, but a vlog about that. But Me it's against the law, like, so like but let's we just would, do it. Get a ticket and then like be renegades. What? So I did this. I did this one thing one time. <laughs> there was a radio show host out of Washington D.C. and they would bring in celebrities and stuff, and they would do like a Beltway race. Okay. So like you start at one point, you start at the radio station, you get on the beltway, you go around the beltway for a lap, you come back to the radio station, right? So all the cops are like standing on overpasses and they're looking and and whatever, whatever. So they're talking, like we're live on phone, on the car phone. That's amazing. Back to the radio station. So they're asking us like, okay, well, where are you at, blah, blah. So I'm leading and I'm like half a mile to almost three quarters of a mile ahead of the other one behind me, right? Because I'm getting through traffic pretty good and stuff. So a cop pulls me over. And puts me on the side of the road, and I'm like, yeah, what did I do? Like, he, oh, you didn't do anything. I'm just letting the other guy catch up. And I'm like, this is freaking rigged. That's amazing. Like, really? Amazing. So then as soon as the other guy passes me, he lets me go. And you still won? Well, no. So then the reason why this all ended is because we Uh-oh. we started racing, like, on the street, racing, like, door to door, and, like, getting back to the like radio station. 
So he turns into the radio, traffic's coming, and he turns into the radio station, and I turn in underneath him, and I just door slam him, like car to car, just door slam him, and I beat him back to the to the door. You know, I got to tell and you. And so they were like, we can't do this anymore. Like, that's that's like too many liabilities and things like that. I was like, I didn't give a shit. I'm going to door the guy. I'm very into you. You're now my favorite racer. Like, I would do that. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. So like, like, we can't to me, do that, though. The, to, to me, Ivan Drago said it best. If he dies, he dies. I mean, listen, that's just a way to like live life. That's just a good way to live life. Are you getting a call? He's trying. All right, who's this? Amy. Amy? I wonder if I know this, Amy. Wow, you door slam. That's exactly right. Do you do that? Do you door slam guys? I'm willing to, listen, when I compete, I'm, I'm literally willing to do anything. A chemicals change in my body. Hi. Hi, is this Amy? Hi, Amy. No, I'm not Amy. Are, Are you, you Amy? Amy? Or is your mom it might, Amy? It might, it might be Amy. Uh, my mom's Amy. Can you get her? Yeah. Thank you. Mom, he wants you. He, whoever. I'm Everett. I'm Everett. Everett. Oh, Everett. You're Everett. Hey, brother. How are you? Hey. How old are you? I'm seven. Amazing. Are you watching the Ask Gary V show with Kyle Bush right now? Um. No, but I'm about to go over there. Okay, fantastic. Do you have a question? Yeah. What is it? Um, how do you get into racing? How do you get into racing? All right, good question. I mean, it's not very simple. It's not like going and being in Little League Baseball and picking up a bat and a glove and a ball and going and playing at your local field, right? So getting into racing is getting a go-kart. Like, you, it's expensive. Like, you have to go out and buy the things to be able to go out here and do that. So... Yeah. Um, racing at the local level is where I started. I started in go-karts first, uh, messed around with those for a little bit, and then got into Legends cars. They're more expensive. Everything that you keep getting into is more and more expensive. But uh, the reason why I kept moving up and getting into those things was because I kept winning in what I was, I was racing about to say, in. Do you, when you start winning at such a youth level, do sponsors start coming in and subsidizing families? Not, n yes and no. Yeah. Not at my level. So when That's I was- That's actually pretty neat that um, you started in go-karts. Are you in go-karts? Yeah. You are? Well, I'm not racing them, but I have a go-kart at home that I drive. All right. A four-wheeler. Well, there you go. Heck yeah. And, and are, are you going to be a NASCAR driver one day? Yeah. I really NASCAR hope so. NASCAR and all kinds of things. I, I just want to race. You just want to race? Well, that's all I yeah. ever wanted to do. What's your... It doesn't matter what. I just want to race. That's exactly right. And why do you want to race? I don't know. I just got into it, and... Is it because you like to happened. win? Well, I watched the Richard Petty Rick and bam, racing started. Do, oh, yeah? do you like beating other people in race? When you race, do you love destroying the other kid? Well, every single time I race my go-kart, I beat my dad on. He raced a four-wheeler. He races a four-wheeler. He works on body stops. But I'm a racer. Now, I didn't know what racing was or anything. Everett, do you do you think your dad's letting you win because you're such a little kid, or are you destroying your dad's face? He's letting me win, but I don't want that. 
You don't want that. That's well, right. You should like tell him to stop Everett, that. What is your last name, Everett? Because it's very important. Because one day when you're winning championships, I'm going to clip this, air it, and get millions of viral views. My last name is Wilson. Wilson or racing? <laughs> well, my last... Very good. I didn't catch it. Everett, listen, thank you so much for calling. That's awesome, man. Now, Everett, hey, you're welcome. Everett, you go out there and you kick your dad's butt and tell him that uh, you're the best, all right? Okay. Everett, right. before you go, tell Kyle to stay in racing long enough so when you get there, you destroy his face. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll give you 10 years, buddy. Is that, what do you, on that, what do you think? What's that? Talk to me about, you know, one thing I've been fascinated by in professional sports is when I was growing up, it was unheard of for guys to play at the highest level at 37, 39, 41. Yeah. You know, conditioning, look, underlining performance hands and drugs. There's a lot of things that may be contributing to this evolution of uh, uh, 365 cycles, guys not just taking, you know, you guys are on all the time, but like drinking beer during the off season. You know, like how much longer do you think you can race and do you feel like it is a young man sport or is there a fall off at a certain point? I hope that, uh, that's oh, there it. you go. That's him? Nice, He's awesome. awesome. That's man. perfect. He's amazing. I hope Jesus. that, uh, is amazing. I hope that I get to go another 13, 15 years. I mean, I don't know. There was who was guys. The, who was the oldest and most competitive? Richard, Richard Petty seemed to be no, old at the time. Like, Richard, he, Richard fell off his last eight years at okay. least. So, um, Who'd you say was the Mark best Martin oldest? Mark Martin won at 53. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Rare. Yeah. Um, he won a, win he won a Winston? Like that was when it was right? Winston Cup? He No, well, he raced in the Sprint Cup. Yeah. Oh, right. Then it was Sprint. 2011 yep. was his last year? 11 so what, or 12? So what do you think? You think, you think you've got I'm that thinking, many years in you? Also, or? I'm 33. I'm thinking like mid-40s. I'm probably about done. See, and how do you a lot think, of those guys, please. though, they started older. So they started at 35, 33, 35. Is so that right? They Back started the racing day? cup, yeah. Because because, because it what? just took them longer to get there. And because nowadays everybody gets there sooner. Like kids, they start sooner, 18, 20, 22, whatever. They're starting sooner so then the sponsors can stick with them for longer, right? I understand. So back then it wasn't that way. I totally understand. Where now, so I started my first year in cup, I was 18 years old. So if I was 18 when I started, those guys were 33. They retired at 53. Bill Elliott's kids in the game now, right? He is. Chase. How's, yeah. how's Chase? How, how's his career starting off? Um, Chase is. He's good. He's talented. He does a really nice job. He's very polished and talks well, but he hasn't won yet. Right until you win, you got you got to break through. Yeah, he he's been close. Actually, his closest that he was, I stole the win from him. So you feel good about that? I don't feel good about that. What are you talking about? You should feel tremendous about that. It was a badass finish. I mean, I must say. <laughs> There was 40 laps to go, and I was four seconds back. Was, like, the old-school establishment that loved his dad super pissed at you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was totally, oh, like, yeah. fucking People Kyle. were blowing me up, like, screw him. He's an asshole. You're such a like, dick. he should have let Chase win. And I'm like, should have let, let him? Chase what? Win. I'll fucking punch Everett, the eight-year-old, in his face to beat him in any game we play tomorrow. I, there is no should let win. Right, exactly. No more. There's no ribbons. There's no, there's no participation Talk. trophies. I do you're like, a, fuck you crowd. I do a bow. Yeah. Like, see, I'm from Vegas, the showmanship. Like, every show in Vegas ends with a... A, a bow, yeah, like, I love that. Right, so yeah. that was me, yeah. Oh, so, that's another one. So the so other you, one is like the crybaby. Like, now, see, if we do this a little longer, I'm actually gonna become a... Like, are you genuinely in, like, so good outside of everybody who's a fan of you basically hates you land? Oh, are yeah. we in, like, John Cena land? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it, dude. 
Yeah, dude, this is starting to get good. Problem for me is when I get into something new, I have to go with somebody who's not winning because it's too front running. I love that you're a dick. Well, you've so got plenty it. to choose that from. <laughs> <laughs> so Chase is, Chase is emerging. What about the, uh, what about that gentleman I saw profile on uh, SportsCenter one early morning because of my son now, I'm watching SportsCenter again. Uh, the Japanese American dude, right? Kyle Larson. Yeah, talk to me about him. He's good. He's won. He's won before. He's won. He won. So we go to Michigan next week, right? You so that's like his year? track. He's won there. Like he won there like three times in a row. Really? Yeah, I think I don't know where he finished in the spring race there this year, but he's always fast there. So he's he's having a solid, nice young career so far. Uh, so this year he hasn't won a race this year, right? He hasn't. So he's Kyle not accelerating Larson. the way that. Yeah. So last year, he, would hope. last year I think he won four races. The year before that, he won two or three. I and see. this year they're they're yep, all kind of. I understand. There's a lot of guys on a dry spell. I mean, 16 of 21 races have been it's won insane. by the big three. So. And how this big three feels fairly new though to me. Like like are the other two guys like so, the other guy I heard of the Truex guy I haven't. So like but that's yeah. um, again I'm not. How long has Truex been good? Two years. Right. So he's fairly new. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. What else? You hate him, right? I, don't I hate saw him. this on your eye. I was so pumped right now. You don't want to fucking break his face. I love it. I, uh, dude, Kyle, honestly, it makes me love you so. By the way, bro, I'm serious. Again, the AJ thing, I'm telling you. Like, I, Andy, he knows. Like, I, I'm terrible on the court, or like, I'm a bad dude when it comes to competing because I want to win so bad. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed what to you do. Did that's the what, chase, happened, well. what you did the chase is exactly right. And by the way, do you know how I think? I think that probably helps Chase in the macro, or it doesn't, it exposes Chase. If he crumbles out of a devastating last second loss, and that, then he was never meant to be great anyway, and if he's meant to be great, he'll fucking go on and fucking dominate and probably reference that race one day. Absolutely, that's the way he should. Who crushed your soul as a rookie? Um, what was the closest win you had before you had a win that you got hurt, or did you kind of not have that moment where it was like you kind of never were that close? So and then you just my won your first race. my first Bush Series race. So the first race I ran in Ever. the in the Xfinity Series. Okay, help me there. I'm that's a little confusing it's to me. Two thousand. That's not the. It was two thousand three. Triple A. Got it. What I don't know how it goes. Does it go triple double? Okay, so triple A, Xfinity Series, which was which is then, the one right before. Yeah. Uh, it was 2003, it was my first race ever in that car. I qualified third, led a lot of laps, and one of the big dogs from the Cup Series, Matt Kenseth, beat oh, yeah, me. Yeah, I know that dude. I finished second, my right. first ever start. Like that was crushing, so then after that. But in that crush, there must have been an under, while you're eating like some cheeseburger pissed, there must have been an underlining like, I'm gonna fucking kill all these guys, because if they're fucking letting me come in second in my first fucking race, you're in deep shit. It's the way I think about VaynerMedia. In the first year that I kind of ran this company, I took it from three to 14 million, and I was like, and I just remember thinking, and we had devastating losses where we came in second, I just remember thinking, you're in deep shit. Vayner Sports, my brother and I now do football representation. Yeah, yeah. This was kind of like our first official year, and I'm in the living room in the final two or three for Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, the top quarterbacks coming out of the race, into the league. We didn't get either, but when we didn't get them, all I thought about was, these guys are in deep shit in the sports representation business, because if you're letting me in the fucking room <laughs> for the fucking number one quarterbacks in year two, and we're still fucking dicking around and haven't even really started, I'm gonna slice your fucking throats. Is that what you thought when you came in second in yes. that race? Were you absolutely exactly no question? Of course, yeah. that's how we're ending this fucking episode. Punching seven-year-olds, slicing throats. Fucking, I'm into this. I'm getting fired up, Kyle. Thank you so much All right, for man. being yep. as Pleasure, the guest. Gary. You get to ask the question of the day. So all the people watching right now, this is a way for you to get like 
maybe some debate settled or maybe some, you're curious about what people are thinking out there, you get to ask the question of the day. You can go and I, by the way, you can ask people favorite color. I don't care where you go uh-huh. or you can be very thematic to what we've been. Question of the day. Hmm, all right. Um, what made you become a NASCAR fan of today? Love it. I can't wait to see all the answers of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them.